All right, give me three seconds of silence, and then I'll start the show. I love your foreplay. <laughs> well, that's what's going to be played before before the music plays this week. <laughs> All right, welcome to episode two of the Rock and Randy's Outlaw Mud Show podcast, the home of the best fake internet wrestling friends you can find. <laughs> um, uh, my name is Jason, and I am joined tonight by Albert, Michael, and Smokey. How are you guys doing? Doing okay. I'm good. Yeah, we're doing all right over here, yeah. You know, one thing we didn't do last episode, and that's totally on me, is we didn't talk about uh, two guys who kind of brought us all together, and that would be Don and Joe Christie. Because uh, I don't think we'd be doing any of this if it wasn't for the two of them. Facts. Yeah. That's true. Because Dunn put this ragtag group together. Um and I think Joe kind of yep. solidified us, and we we started doing the video calls when he was not doing too well, and I think that's kind of what jump started this idea. Yeah, it was a precursor to everything, and it was it was fun to joke around with them, not in person, but you know, actually talk and have a face to it. But definitely, the the gift king. <laughs> That's true. He had the best gifts for anything. He did. You could bang out like six of them in like ten seconds. And his, and he tolerated the Islander just enough that his comments were hilarious when he would chime in on him freaking out. So <laughs> only guy that was fully was ever mean to. That's all I can say. Yeah, but, you're right. You're yeah. right. I mean, honestly, it's the only guy I've ever heard anything, you know, like, so any, any only Mark that I've ever heard said that Mick Foley was a jerk. Oh, Mick Foley's a total dick. No, dude, that's you. He was just, yeah. even Mick Foley has his limits of niceness. Yeah. And it's apparently the, it's apparently the uh, Jesus mapping habit. Probably insulted Santa Claus or something. Okay, Mick does have an odd fascination with Santa Claus. Yeah, it's his gimmick. It's his... What's so odd about it? It's his new career. It, it is his new career. But he has a whole... I don't know. I know a lot of people love Christmas. I, I'm a Thanksgiving guy because I'm fat. Um, <laughs> but Mick has a whole year-round room dedicated to Christmas. And it's just a little yeah. weird to me. Yeah. I... Nah. You have a room dedicated to Christmas, don't you, Albert? I wish I had a room dedicated to Christmas. <laughs> got a room dedicated to Stu Hart. He calls it Dungeon Junior. And that would require me to have a basement in the house. Or, I'm sorry, the house. Did you ever get uh, the- there's no basement? There's no basement here at uh, at uh, at uh, the Hart Mansion Mansion South in the 
there's no way room for a dungeon. So we're going with Stu, Brett, and and Gosh, Kevin tonight. Is that I didn't, what we're I didn't say. I didn't. I didn't. Gosh, now I did not say I was going to do Brett. I did not say that. Gosh. Gosh. No. <laughs> Well, speaking of the Von Erics, let's skip the first topic right now. Let's go right to the first or our second topic, which was our favorite stories from the wrestling sleaze list. <laughs> now, who wants to go first to this? Uh, this I your, will hold this, off on mine. This is really your thing. I've not really ever even been a sleaze <laughs> list reader of this. I didn't even know about this until you introduced this to me. Yeah, you you the need chat. to set it the, up and explain list, it, Jason. The sleaze list is a thing. So I guess but, what the background of the sleaze list started on the DVDR forum. We know for sure that Brian Last and David Bixenspan were some of the people involved with it. Was, I guess it was a thread, wasn't it? And then someone compiled the most outrageous ones from the thread, whether they be true or not true and compiled the sleaze list that I have the link to for the last 15 years. Now I did not know that TGBL was involved with that. That is uh, me. I think they even I, talked I, about I it briefly that. on, um, nope, on the no 605. Don't nope. make Johnny roll over in his grave. <laughs> I'll make him roll if I feel like it, man. <laughs> that sounded oddly sexual. <laughs> <laughs> Look who it's coming from. <laughs> oh, it's coming from you? Well, that's not right. That's just an Um... But yeah, I know TGBL was involved because he, they, him and Vix talked about it on one of the early episodes of the 605. I'm going to have to go back and find that then because I don't remember that at all. Vix it was like, all doesn't surprise me because he was all over Death Valley Driver for a long time. But So I honestly think he, like you can tell from reading them which ones are his without even knowing they're his. Well, I feel like the, that's pretty good. You piper in it there. Um, what? Is that a piper? No, it wasn't a piper. That was by David Bixon Pitts band. Well, and he gets that whiny voice going there. Okay, maybe Good. not. Piper used to yeah. Well, you know. Um, anyway, I think the Van Eric ones. I feel like they're they talked about those, but I I'm could be full of shit. I don't know. Yeah, they they definitely yeah. talked about it because that's where I heard the heard the saw blade story one, which is the one I mentioned there. Before we even got on the air, gosh, I mean, this one time, but me and me and Carrie, we and and Dave, man, Dave must have been there. He had to have been there, even if he wasn't alive still. Dave was there, man. He was with us. Hell, we even got Mike and Chris, and we had these saw blades that we found outside, out back of the sportatorium, and uh, when and and gosh, Carrie saw this cat running back there. He took that thing, and gosh, you know, Carrie. You know, Carrie was a uh, Carrie could have Carrie could have been an Olympic gold medalist in the pole vault javelin thing, but yeah, yeah he couldn't. I actually, it think it was the discus. It was yeah, it was the discus. <laughs> which which makes the yeah. visual of Carrie with the saw blade even better. <laughs> 
I knew it was the discus, but uh, I, I was losing it when trying to keep my train of thought going. You know, oh, depending well, my on voice, how high he was at the time, I could see him holding the saw blade like a discus, <laughs> swinging it and oh, cutting geez. the shit out of his fingers. It would not surprise me at all. <laughs> completely, completely believable. But yeah, that that story they definitely talked about. I don't remember if they mentioned a sleaze list per se when that story came up. But it was I remember the story coming up though, and somebody was talking about I think it was I think it was Blasto was talking about uh 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 who was it? Uh Captain Redneck, Dick Dickie Murdoch. He was saying to somebody, he's saying to somebody like uh, you know the Von Eric boys are weird, you know. Weird, and he, he talks about the cat thing, and, and, and Dick Murdoch brought up the cat thing to somebody. Yeah, I could totally believe the prostitute thing too. Like that just makes a lot of sense, and I think you know that's when it kind of comes to mind. You mean when Gene Kaniski bought Kevin a a hooer, and then Kevin passed it along to Chrissy? Hey, Chrissy, you're gonna have a hooer. Like, gosh, I, I, I got him a whore, and all he did was cry the whole time. It was fucking embarrassing. <laughs> See, and the, the weird thing is, I can totally envision that being Kevin. Kevin's, like, pissed off that 11-year-old Chris can't handle having sex with a prostitute. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it just makes Harry, <laughs> Doesn't it? Harry was just a fat little kid, you know. The picture that we used for the WWF Hall of Fame. We couldn't get one from when he was a wrestler and he's a little bit taller and basically looked like a miniature carry. If carry was like 5'10 or 5'2. I was going to say, I think you're being generous. <laughs> <laughs> he had that great feud with Percy. Yeah. If he had six inch lifts, maybe he was 5'10. Mm. Well, gosh, no joke. You know, so, I had, um, I had he Dick was, he was Dudley like, had like six inch lifts. Who? <laughs> Oh yeah, Big Dick Dudley. I didn't know that. So, all right. So, uh, 2001, they started running shows at the local high school again. Uh, they weren't. They were no longer Dennis Coraluzo shows because Dennis and Joe and Gino had a falling out. So they were Joe and Gino shows under the NWA and the later NWS Matt banner. Gino? <laughs> Matt Gino? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> okay. So sidebar. So we have a local delicacy called burgers and sauce they're hamburgers that you you grill and then you slow cook overnight and kind of like a sweet red sauce yeah, yeah that sounded good yeah I'm gonna be they're about amazing gino would leave with like a copy paper box lid full of burgers and sauce mm-hmm. from the shows every year and he was so happy to walk away with this. So any Gino story about food, I totally believe because of that. Uh, but anyway, so I was helping out with the show when they had them. And I was in high school. I would always help out because as a family member who would bring the shows in through Joe and Gino. And I was helping Big Dick Dudley get situated because he was one of the name stars that year. And he might have been like six feet tall. And then when he came out for the autograph signing, he was like six seven. No shit. Yeah. 
I find that kind of offensive, especially because <laughs> I'm trying to navigate, trying to, if I should buy two airline tickets or not, which I think is, I don't know, you couldn't call it racist, but it sure is fucking sizes. Now, what is that shit? Could I, I you know what I mean? So, sorry. Hey, 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 hey. Right in the crack. They're trying to Kevin Smith you? Yeah, I believe I so. Mean, I mean, not Kevin Smith now, obviously, but. No, no, old school. Yeah, like they have to buy, you know, Southwest. But I'm trying to do Allegiant because it's, you know, it's right there. And I have to drive three hours to do like, and, and you know, so my laziness is outweighing the fact that I'm going to Buffalo. So I can fly right out of here. But it just turns into more and more of a pain in the ass. And like Mike was telling me earlier, it's like one of those things. Oh, the tickets look cheap. But all the add-on bullshit keeps stacking and stacking. And then if you got to buy two tickets, it really kind of bullshit. So at first I was going to get away with one, but I don't know, man. Because I could see some little old lady. I'm sitting there like, hey, honey. Do you want to have a peanut? You know, it's just like, <laughs> anyone want a peanut? Uh, I, I was just going to say, you got to give your Andre voice. Want a peanut? So I figured that um, I better buy two, which is really annoying and irritating, but it's not much. I better that I show up there. I'm like, holy shit, you got to buy two tickets. We have to charge a million dollar upcharge. Bro. Right. Sorry. I'm just pissed about some big dick. No. Dudley. Um, yeah, well, Big Dick Dudley was beating, was driving a beat up 1980s like Buick, so I don't think there's <laughs> anything for you to have been pissed off about. Yeah. Um, there you go. Wasn't so, he married to that strip looking broad that was an ECW election? Yes, supposedly he was married to her, and she was a stripper. So I mean, she was just flat out. I know. Flat out was a stripper, which is why she was a stripper looking broad because she was a stripper. And and her her fake breasts looked so painful. Like they didn't even look like fun. They looked like hell. She, was, she did not look hot to me. She was like, I was like, uh, no. So uh, I've always had this theory that ECW, for the most part, outside of like maybe Beulah and Don Marie, kind of had like the third tier pretty valet. Because, like, Francine well, is not... Uh, no. <laughs> I thought Francine was kind of Francine definitely looks like someone who's had a good time on the Jersey Shore back in the day. <laughs> but she wasn't, like, top tier, you know? It's like... Yeah. Right. And I hate to say this, even Beulah wasn't, like, top tier because no! we all saw Beulah's video. I, don't know, I think Beulah smoked. In her penthouse. In the penthouse. I don't know, man. No, she was cute. I'm not, don't get me wrong. But, like... Dude, she had that fucking schnoz. What are you talking about? I I think it worked for her. Like, I'm not necessarily... Now, now granted, 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 I still would. But, well, I mean, then, not now. Because, I mean, when... Where were you? She, when she showed up in WWE CW, uh, towards the end of the Dreamer run there... Uh, she looks like a New Jersey housewife. Yeah, it's because I, I don't know, I find that attractive. But when I went to school, it was like, you know, upstate people in Buffalo and then all the, like, Long Island Jersey, Long Island Jerseyite girls. And they were super obnoxious. And they all had the headbands, like, way back then, like, you know, like, uh, softball girls kind of wearing out. They all had that fashion back then. And they were super obnoxious and annoying, but they were so attractive. So interesting. I don't know. But, I mean, but, I get it. I'm not going to yeah. argue against it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but 
Are, are we doing favorite stories still from the list? Yeah. I don't I mean, know if it's favorite, but it's fascinating to me. Is the Sid Vicious really putting squirrels down his pants? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what is that about? Is that even? I mean, if that's even like a a a, a real, holy shit! So I guess I like that one a lot. That's so that's number one seventy four on the list. And oh, nice. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta agree. I kind of can see Sid. Sid putting some squirrels in his pants on a bet. I don't know why. But. That's a weird. I guess it's. I mean, it's impressive, sort of. But like, what? I mean, yikes. God. I mean, it's one thing to have a squirrel in your pants. It's another thing to put a squirrel in your pants. I'm. I'm. I'm going to go there for this low-hanging fruit joke, but I can see the squirrel going. These are not the nuts I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shut up. There's only two times in Sid's career that he went down in pain, and one of them was Super Brawl, and the other one was this. Oh, I just... That seems like a pretty what, weird flex, but whatever. Was it Super Brawl where the Steiner thing happened? Yes. Super uh, Brawl Revenge. Hmm. Well, what Super Brawl revenge. needed revenge for, I don't know, but... The bad booking of WCW? See, I actually thought that that final, like, 2001 few months actually wasn't too bad. I wasn't watching at that point, so maybe, who knows. Because I was 100% all in on uh, Shane Helms being the new face of the cruiserweight division. Yeah. He was always entertaining. And his entrance gave the Nitro Girls reason to still exist, so. <laughs> so. Nitro Girls. Mm-hmm. Another one that is interesting, and I'll, I'll offer a controversial take on it, because he's my favorite of all time. He's one of my, he's my, you guys know what I'm saying, but the whole thing about Piper having, like, a valet and a bitch boy to go around. Um, oh, cocksucker? Yeah, it doesn't really yeah. surprise me. I'll tell you why. I would not what? be surprised. I would not be surprised to hear that he was kind of a bisexual guy because of all the stories I've heard about. And, and, and I've experienced he's a super touchy-feely guy. Like, and But don't get me wrong, he's touchy-feely with everybody. You know what I mean? Like, boys, girls, whatever. But, you know, I've heard some stories and stuff where, like, he kind of, his boundaries are weird. So, I mean, again, it's 2022. I ain't judging anybody, let alone him. I give a flying fudge. But I guess what I'm saying is I wouldn't be a million percent surprised if it were somewhat true, if that makes sense. I think he's a hell of, you know, he's a good husband and a family man, but, you know, what's going on? There? You know, I don't know. I'm totally being so, seriously nuts there. Nobody has ever said that, but I don't know. It just wouldn't surprise me, I guess. I always bought it because of Piper's sense of humor. I can see him having like an assistant or something on the road that he does not call by his name he calls him cocksucker oh yeah because um mad because i can see that popping the shit out of him all the time they used to call him that like mad dog Bashani tell stories about that was like his affectionate little nickname for him was cocksucker and he do it as like french canadian like cocksucker you know so well, I mean, there's that story from his first book where some uh well it was lord alfred hayes plopped his yeah his member in piper's hand and piper didn't know what it was and squeezed it and then 
Yeah, I guess he had a really big lost gym. his shit. <clears throat> it's just fascinating every time you know when you hear that, and whenever you see Lord Alfred Hayes now, you're like, oh, he's packing. He's packing because he's twirling around to his helicopter and chasing him around with that too. I guess. So I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> what well, else? Since we're talking about Lord Alfred Hayes, number 429, uh, apparently Lord Alfred Hayes had a lot of fun with the jump, jumping bomb angels. I, I saw that one today. I don't I don't know that I had caught that one before. <laughs> uh, you're saying that he uh, treated the jumping bomb angels like uh, they were uh, uh, some kind of hoovers? That That is the... That is the implication, yes. Because old Japan women had uh, a policy where there was no men. Mm-hmm. And then they happened to catch a look at Lord Alfred Hayes's uh, walking stick. <laughs> Promotional right, consideration paid for by the following. <laughs> Promotional consideration paid for by the following. <laughs> Go Van Wild Musk. Cody Musk is the one that kills me watching the old shows. Because <laughs> he's so enthused when he reads it. <laughs> what was the other one that kind of hilarious? What was it? Oh my God. Um, Him reading Sugar Daddy always cracked me up too. Sugar Daddy. Yes. <laughs> The one. Oh man. She's hilarious. Now, Mike, I know you got some because me and you have had conversations about the sleaze list. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The, looking through it today, the one that I saw that I, I don't know if it's real, but I hope it is. It's number 207. Bruiser Brody once assaulted a fan with a vomit drenched mop. Because he was trying to kill the territory. I could see that. 100%. I just I picture Brody coming out, swinging the mop around his head, puke flying off onto everyone in the crowd, and then taking it and smacking somebody in the face with it. And okay, so that just sounds so funny to me. Here's why I buy that one. The one, Brian. Because I believe that it was probably. Southwest slash Texas All-Star Wrestling being the territory that he was trying to kill. Because <laughs> I think he booked for them for a little bit before they folded. Mm. So, who's going to ask Mike Lucci if he really likes pudding and how so and where and what genitals? <laughs> That's one I think is from Bix. I could see that. Yeah, they know him. I, I see Michael sharing the good material again. He's been around here a lot. I'm just trying to pop Jason, but I don't think he's paying attention. Oh, no, uh, I said goddamn. Oh, <laughs> if, you saw, I if you heard it. me say goddamn, that was <laughs> I <funny>. missed that. <laughs> I'm going to throw one out there because this is my all-time favorite. Uh, 187. Hawk started taking rhesus monkey hormones, which were big in the bodybuilding community at the time. He told Bill Watts that every morning his first thought when he woke up would be that he wanted to kill someone, and Watts responded with, that's a wonderful way to live. It's good for business. I 100% buy in that Bill Watts would have that response. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 
I also liked uh, the one about Raven. Was it two twelve? Back when Raven was working in Oregon regularly, he and the promoter bonded because they both had coke habits. They were jonesing, but remembered that their dealer had just been raided. Raven decided it would be a good idea to go ahead and go to the house to just sneak in, hoping to find some that had been hidden that the police missed. Well, he gets there and finds the rock. He breaks it up and snorts sheetrock. See, I, 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 I buy that. Completely <laughs> true. I don't doubt that for a minute. See, there are some that are completely true because a few down from that, uh, two seventeen, Chris Adams ripping off Rod Price's Rod Price's weave during a match that aired on TV, and they made an angle out of him accidentally ripping it off. Rod Price had a weave, eh? Who wants to be Who wants to be the Chris Adams to Chris Jericho? It's Rod Price, <laughs> the California stud Rod Price, who is a Apparently a Trumper. So that's as political oh, as I'm going to get buddy. tonight. So. Right. Price. Wasn't he tag partners with uh, Hollywood John Tatum? They were tag partners in global and he was tag partners with uh, Steve Austin briefly in the early days of Austin's career. Okay. Okay, so one thirteen, I don't, I don't buy. Killer Khan stole a whole, homeless man's hooch and threatened to give him a, a Mongolian chomp. <laughs> you don't buy. You don't buy. Did Killer Carl even talk, speak the English? I don't know about Killer Carl, but we were talking about Killer <laughs> Khan. Oh my god. <laughs> We're talking about Philip Kahn. There was there was a kill, killer Carl Cox one on there about something with a glass eye. Oh, he's putting a glass eye in his foreskin. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to know these things. I, I just All right. Every time you share something from the sleeves list, Dags, I'm like, why do I need to know these things? Because it's funny, that's why. <laughs> All right, speaking of, going back to the Von Erichs. I don't know about it. Oh, gosh. Dude. Gosh. Where, 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 are we go, where are we going? Are we going to Dallas? Is Dave there, man? Well, this involves Dave. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I hear a cat. You know what You know what we do with cats, don't you? So does anyone believe that Fritz was commanding referee David Manning to sign eight by tens with David's name on it? Absolutely. Yep, I agree. I can totally buy that. David, David Manning, David Manning, you sign these for him. You sign these, damn it. Mike, do you have any more? Any more that you think are worth throwing out there? You know, I don't know. Some of these are so outlandish, but uh, um, like, like yeah. I'm, I'm positive. I'm positive that the Iron Sheik used to do headstands while snorting cocaine. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I don't doubt that for a minute. 
I think that one's great. And I wish Hot Rod was in here to impersonate Shiki while we talk about I, this. I hope number 76 is true. Trish Stratus and Lillian Garcia getting to know each other really well. Um, oh, God, yes. <laughs> the the carry uh, lacing his Walkman headphones into his boots. <laughs> That one I can see. I can believe that. Gosh, man, this one time, Carrie, he was so messed up on drugs, but he laced his he laced his Walkman headphones right up into his boots. See, it's a funnier visual. If you think he still has the headphones on while he's doing, oh, he was. He was. He was was just like this. He had he had them just like this, and it's down here, man. And he's tying it. He's like, and then when he went to go up, his headphones just. Right off his head, man. And I bet Kerry was listening to White Snake. Well, there, there he went. <laughs> well, you know, you know something, Dykes. There Kerry went again on his own, going <laughs> down the only road he ever knew. <laughs> Just. Go on without me. I'm going to mute for a second. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a drifter. Born to walk alone. Well, not walk too well, because he, he lost one of his feet, so they couldn't walk that much. <laughs> I don't stop. You broke me. You broke me. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I got nothing after. I can't top any of that, so I'm done. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, see, this is one for Brando. He's not here for it. Bison Smith changing in the WWE locker room, and Triple H sat down by him, stared at him the entire time he changed, not saying a word. I can see that happening. I can see that happening, yeah. I'm waiting for something else to come through in the messages. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> but um, what else do you guys want to talk about? Uh, Since we're a half hour into this. Well... Oh, I see Britt Baker's new uh, love interest is on TV right now. What? Oh, you mean Christian Cage? <laughs> yes, I mean Christian Cage. Is that an actual thing? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I thought, I was like, I was like, because I see so, like a picture and I was like, well, it was from that stupid car karaoke thing that they did, though. So I was like, what? I'm like, what are they talking about? I'm like, like I don't give a fuck about these people's personal lives so it's like whatever but i can understand i mean because he's like twice the size of uh adam cole the incredible shrinking man and how do you know that he's twice the size of adam cole oh if you the last time you saw adam cole on gb jesus christ (laughs) he he was just a uh, he was just a 
uh, a, a tiny fellow, you know, he's like in shrinking all the time. He's like, his arms go from being somewhat muscular in NXT to having no arms at all. And uh, now he's just like a skinny fat guy. That's As someone who was... <laughs> what was that? That's, that's not the size that Jason meant, Albert. Oh! Well, <laughs> that's not where we were going, you dirty pervert. Uh, for the record, as someone who was once skinny fat, I'm so sick of that term. Because <laughs> there was a time in my life when I was about under, when I was under 200, and I still looked fat. Oh, that was me uh, at one point before I started really hitting the weights. And who's uh, Lippy McGee here, Mike? <laughs> I don't know well, why is why Jack is Swagger's ex-wife? Why 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 Who's do I hear ex-wife? like the, Jack Swagger, Jake Hager? No shite. Uh, what? What's her? Taryn Terrell. Oh, oh okay. That's, uh, yeah. That was a uh, that was a uh, that was a uh, Drew McIntyre's ex-wife. Albert in in the group chat. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be her. She was uh, some kind of hero. As I go to take a drink. As I go and, 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 well, uh, yes, I've seen this before sometime, but uh, uh, you always look at that again. There, uh, uh. It's all about popping Jason. Catching him off guard. <laughs> I can't relax. I'm waiting for some. <laughs> um well this is should we save topic one for when brando's on since it's it was his idea yeah yeah sure then topic three was rodney so i got nothing <laughs> you got nothing well you know do we do we talk about the bullshit that came out today from the ever reliable source we know wade keller of the pro wrestling torch what came out today Oh, he says that uh, that they're uh, that it's pretty much a done deal that Punk's going to get bought out of his contract. That Punk's not I, going back to AEW. I kind of buy into it. Kind of too, but I think they just want to move on beyond it. But at the same time, it's Keller, so it's like, eh. But it's probably true. Right. But but I'm going to say again, just like <laughs> I said earlier. Oh, then go, go right ahead. Go right ahead. Let him walk into the open arms of Triple H and the World Wrestling Entertainment. Well, I see. I think there's a better chance of him going to work for WWE than the Bucks or Omega. Oh, hell yeah. Here's the thing. And it's like, his problem was mainly with Vince's stuff, right? I mean, yeah, he <clears throat> has small issues with Triple H, but Triple H not. Now he's because of these assholes in AEW. So he's got a reason to go back to WWE and stick it to him. And if and, he has a lot of money. And if he has a version of the of the belt in his possession. I didn't even need that. That could make some interesting TV. 
because we could go real old school here and say he never he could come in with the belt, say he was never beat for the belt, do a three match series with Roman, put Roman over, go in the Hall of Fame. That's how I would do it. <clears throat> yeah, I don't see that happening. I don't I don't think that they would go for that now. Being uh, they would get hit with a loss. They would get hit yeah. with a lawsuit from these. It's not. It's not worth the risk. <clears throat> it's not like when Flair came in with yeah. with the title in '92 or uh, yeah or the end of '91, I guess. And the thing oh, was, Flair actually still had a legitimate claim to that, and the NWA was still recognizing him as the world's champion too. Well, right, they never paid w- him his $25,000 back. And that was such a weird time for WCW because they still technically were under the umbrella of the NWA, but they weren't under the umbrella of the NWA. So the few smattering of NWA promoters at the time were still recognizing Flair as the champ, but WCW wasn't. It was so stupid looking back on it. And they, yeah, NWA didn't strip him until he showed up on WWF TV. Because Don Owens and Steve Rickard were still holding out hope he'd make an appearance in Portland or Australia. (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) I still think no matter what, if they bring him back, he should do a series of matches with Roman, put him over. That'll be his farewell and they put him in the Hall of Fame. Dude, he's like 42. Yeah, but he gets... Look, I'm a punk fan, but punk is not physically there anymore. He's Ah. far more injury prone than he used to be. You give him the edge schedule, then he's fine. He's going to need that Hogan schedule, brother. That doesn't work for me, brother. Smokey's back. Hey, guys. I had to pick up my son from work, so I'm in and out. Sorry. Can you hear me? No, you're fine. We can hear you good. Okay. Oh, good. I thought maybe you were getting fourth meal, because I kind of want to get fourth meal, so. Deep inside, that's what I want. Yeah. Oh, there we are. That makes more sense. So, okay, certainly. We're talking about uh, CM Punk possibly being bought out of his his contract. Yeah, I mean, I did see some stuff like that where he's either fired. Well, I'm not fired, but like bought out. I mean, I guess at this point, if it's a real deal, it makes a lot of sense. No, it doesn't. It makes no uh, sense. It's a work, brother. I think it's stupid, but and it may not be true. Yeah, again, because it's a Wade Keller. It's, it's, a, it's a Wade Keller story. Yeah. I I think it's a it's a hard situation. Really nice, it, I, Go ahead. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's kind of toxic. No, me, man. 
Does the controversy outweigh the draw? I don't know. Right. And if you side with Punk and Omega and the Bucks leave, what does that do to your audience? Because whether any of us like them or not, there is somewhat of an audience. And how much of their, I mean, I know that the the numbers showed the quarter hour numbers showed that their segments had dropped a couple hundred thousand viewers um, leading up to all out. Mm-hmm. But but how many? So they went from like what nine hundred thousand a million down to seven or eight hundred thousand. How many viewers do you lose if they go and Punk stays? Zero. My, my issue that, my issue with their fan base. Many. Is that core fan base? They're just gatekeepers. They don't yes. want. They don't want the average fan to buy into what AEW is selling because it's it's all theirs. But it's all theirs to the detriment of the promotion. It's the same issue yep. I had with Ring of Honor fans for a long time, and it's the issue I ran into in person with gatekeeping Chikara fans that. I was either going to get in a fight with them or I just stopped going to Chikara fans. And frankly, Chikara wasn't worth my money and neither were them. So I have issues with gatekeeping fans. I went, have been to exactly one Ring of Honor show. It was a joint show with New Japan. And that was the draw to me was the New Japan guys. I wanted to see Okada and Naito and all these guys. Uh and this was like just the second year that they were when they were touring with New Japan when they just started uh, getting together with them. And my experience there caused me to not want to go back to a wrestling show for a long time since then. When they came back and they were in the area, they were they were a lot closer because that was in Dearborn. That's four hours away. And then they came back the next year, not with New Japan, mind you, but they were just at the uh, casino in uh, Mount Pleasant where uh, where I went to college at. And there, that's like a two and a half hour drive away. So it was much closer. But I had no reason to go there because I was like, first of all, they didn't have all the draw names that I th- was thinking of before. And then, and then you had the fans that I sat next to during these Ring of Honor New Japan shows, like, there's this typical neckbeard type looking guy, you know, big, long hair or whatnot, you know, down to his shoulder, like, and he's all, let's go A, let's go B. He's chanting for the same freaking people. When the, the dueling chants that aren't dueling, it's one thing when it's, actual different people chanting for it, but when it's one guy doing it, I was like, I'm like, you're a fucking nerd. <laughs> That's an issue uh, my buddy Sean, who I went to the fan fest with, has with AEW. He's like, it just seems like the fans try to make the show about themselves, get themselves over, and they could care less about what's happening in some of the matches. Um, I mean... I think it's more gatekeepy online because I mean, yeah, there's definitely that's people more of it. They had some signs and are definitely, you know, saying some shit. I, I never would, of course. I'm just kidding. I was probably ridiculous as well. But, um, but really, I think 
I really got a good sense of camaraderie. I mean, definitely different than how it is online. It's so gatekeepy online, but it's also was pretty cool vibe. Like I said, it's definitely one of my favorite shows I've ever been to as far as a live show. And I've been to a lot of them, but it was just a fun vibe. Maybe I was drunk on arena beers. I don't know, but I enjoyed it. But online, they're toxic monsters. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they're douchebags and they think, oh, you do this and this. Yeah, like Twitter. And, I mean, it's clear that it's, well, they, here's the thing. And Punk said this before, and it's, he's not the first person I've heard say this. There's Twitter and then there's real life. But he said that before leading up to the pay per view. There's Twitter, then there's real life. Yeah. It's not real. Twitter is bullshit, it's a bubble. And that's it's really like true. It's like they try to. Yeah, they try to see who's the most like virtue signal and who's the who's yeah. the coolest. They most do all the virtue person. signal bullshit. Like it's funny it's though like, because all their heroes like Joey Ryan and stuff that were supposed to be so wonderful and woke turn out to be monsters and it's like and what's his don't there? even and it's like oh get oh, and me don't, started on Joey Ryan and don't and don't bring up the Bucks uh, Obama tweets that they scrubbed from it when they at, while they were off Twitter there when they suspended their accounts because people were being mean to them online yeah they they scrubbed those from their their Obama tweets their racist tweets that they had you know but what did they say I, what what did they say I know they're right wing lunatics but what they say about Obamas. Oh, they're, they're fucking birthers. But I don't think that there was a tweet about that, but there was one thing, there was something about wanting to punch a guy in the face just because he looked like Obama or whatever, and I was like, what? And that might have been a retweet of an Eric Bischoff tweet, actually, now I'm thinking about it. But, it but they were, like, all in favor of it. They were, like, all in favor of it. It was like, yeah! No, they're also, yeah, like, crazy Christian, too. I mean... Their theme music had a line well, that said they're, they're, they're good they're, Christian they're Christian boys. AF. <laughs> I, I just saw in my head that that drawing of them as Rod and Todd from The Simpsons. <laughs> I'm super kicking, Daddy. I'm super kicking. We're a Christian as frick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I tried to like those geeks at one time when they were in the Bullet Club and they seemed like they were the the lowest members of the Bullet Club, mind you, because you had the rest of the Bullet Club and then you had the Bucks with the uh, with the uh, junior tag titles and and nobody cared about them. You know, they're they're jerking the curtain with the a four, with a fatal four way match at Wrestle Kingdom eight. And it's like. I tried to give them a shot though because they were they were guests. On, they'd be frequent guests on uh, Talking Shop, and I was like, so I was like, all right, I'll watch one of these guys' match here, even though in the past I've disliked them. So they come on Ring of Honor, and like I'm seeing all this flippy cooperative bullshit, and I'm like, fuck that. I genuinely think out of the two of them. Nick's the better worker, and I feel like Matt holds him back. I think Nick could wrestle outside of the Young Bucks box and be a good in-ring wrestler. But I think 
Road Warrior Buck tends to hold him back. I don't know if it's loyalty because it's his brother or what, but. Because Nick has had singles matches and they weren't awful and they weren't typical young, young Bucks matches. I seem to even recall Brian last giving him credit for having good singles matches on a random episode of a random episode of of, of the experience or the drive through. No one knows why I'm laughing listening to this. <laughs> oh, is that 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 photo that Chris Saban shared with the world? Is what you're uh, that I that people will like seem to like that you're uh, causing you to do that. <laughs> Hold on, did Chris allegedly. Saban leak that? <laughs> allegedly, 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 as they say on uh, on uh, on that show. Aren't when they from what, you. here? <laughs> well, they're, they're like down here. Wait, okay. hold on, let me get the. Yeah, yeah, I had it right the first time. <laughs> okay. right. You know, Chris Saban had it when he was in TNA and. He was say he was billing himself from Hell, Michigan. I'm like, no, dude, you don't look like a guy who's from Hell. You're my height, my size, and you're saying you're from Hell, Michigan. I'm like, that that should be like for a big seven foot monster or something to use and whatnot, and say yeah, I'm from Hell. And like you, you like I'm like, it, it was just dumb. So. Funny Chris Saban story. Now, my dad, he does, he was a, a fan back in the day. That's how I became a fan. Um, but we had bought the TNA pay per view, the weekly pay per view, when it was Raven versus Jarrett. Okay. I was a big Raven mark. Um, and they had one of their four man scrambles. I think it was Jason Cross and Chris Saban and two other no name guys who were names in those early days of TNA. Oh, the X Division. Yes, and Chris Saban went to go for a dive, and he slipped on the top rope and fell onto the outside. And my dad's like, he's the one they're going to sign. And I'm like, no, they won't. He's awful. Who do you think they freaking signed? (laughs) Uh, But he's not awful. He might have been awful there, but... He was awful there, yes. (laughs) But, uh... And I, I used to get to see him wrestle and this indie show that was actually ran somewhat close by to me which was almost non-existent but in the early 2000s that was a thing and uh they got me to come back to a show i went to one show i remember and then they got me to come back and go to the one the next month because they were advertising at the end of it they're advertising the next month they're because saban had one of their belts because and he was going to wrestle jerry lynn at the next show i was like oh that's going to be a great match. Well, Saban ended up getting hurt at the, uh, I think he had a concussion or something at the weekly TNA pay-per-view the week of the show. So do, he do was think unable. It was when he slipped on the rope and fell outside? <laughs> well, did, was he champion at the time? Because he was already a X division champion when this happened. Oh, no, no. This would have been so, his first match in TNA. Okay, yeah. No, uh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't that one, so. But, uh, because... So he got hurt and he had to stay out, sit out for whatever. So their other champion, their world champion, who had a worse looking belt because his belt was just a replica WCW world title belt. 
was our old friend Josh Dunn's hero, Spider Nate Webb. And Spider Nate Webb, I don't know what kind of wrestler he is these days. I know Dunn's a big fan. But back then in 2001, 2002, whatever this was, he was fucking awful. I'll say this about Nate Webb. He's got the best entrance in independent wrestling history. Maybe now, but he didn't then. Was he using Weedus then? Because that's his theme music. Weedus. Teenage uh, Dirtbag. Oh, God. Yes, he did. He did. He did. But, uh, and then he, and he had a, he had a shirt that said Beer City on it or something, I think, or some. But, uh, I, I just remember him being not good. I mean, when you're smaller than me, you're not, I, I, uh, I wasn't exactly a big man, you know, and I was like, especially back then, I was lean, 150 pounds. Okay, he might not have been smaller than me, but he certainly wasn't bigger than me at 150 pounds where I was at the time. I, I was clear, and I was in better shape. So I'm like, I'm looking at some of these guys, and I'm like, you guys, I'm supposed to be watching you guys, and you guys are supposed to be good and supposed to be wrestlers. And I'm like, and I look at all of you, and I'm like, Okay. So that, that was just the thing of me I'm looking at it. I'm like, I'm like, I wouldn't pay to see me right now, but I'm in better shape than you guys are. And so good independent wrestling story to go with this. Um, because the guy ended up changing his last name to Webb. Um, so that Joe and Gino show I was telling you about um earlier with uh big dick dudley there was a guy on the show and his name was dave mysterio (laughs) (laughs) he (laughs) now this would have been 2001 so he came out dressed like um filthy animals ray mysterio but he would come out with a ray mysterio mask on and then he would take the mask off and reveal a five foot seven pudgy Italian guy from Jersey who didn't look anything like Ray Mysterio, but he did all the Ray Mysterio spots to the point that when it was like intermission and people were signing autographs, his eight by tens were eight by tens of Ray Mysterio that he was signing Dave Mysterio on. Uh, here, uh, get this egg by ten of great Mysterio. Dave Mysterio. Ooh. You know, a kid went home like, who the fuck is Dave Mysterio? The fact that he came Those out with a mask are... on, then it would take it off to reveal that he's some other schmuck. <laughs> okay, so... Th- I'll tie this into a WCW thing that cracks me up every time I watch it. So Starcade 90 has that Pat O'Connor Memorial Tag Team Tournament. And there's a team from Russia. And they're like actual like wrestlers from Russia who can kind of work a pro style because they did stuff in Japan. And in the middle of the match, JR takes the time to explain to the, the audience at home that these Russians look different than the Russians you're used to. On re- on regular on WCW TV because they no longer allow the type of enhancements 
that they allowed in the 80s <laughs> because they're not bald and they're not jacked to the gills. Or from Minnesota. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. These Russians weren't trained by Eddie Sharkey. <laughs> that's that's they one also... of my favorite Arn Anderson stories is when they were on the Crockett plane and Nikita was still doing the the voice. The accent. We all know that you're Scott Simpson from Minnesota there in <laughs> Ball. You know what, though? I'll give credit where it's due. Nikita did live the gimmick. Sure. When Nikita showed up at the Crockett Cup, uh, with the first Crockett Cup a few years ago, the first new one, I should say, uh, uh, he made an appearance there in Atlanta and, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't Atlanta. It was somewhere there, there in the south, though, and that they landed at. And uh, and at first he's cutting the promo and he's doing the old school Nikita voice. Then he stops and ruins it. I was like, no, no, <laughs> damn it! Now, would you go to his church if you knew the sermon was being done in the Nikita Koloff? Maybe. Because I wouldn't go to a regular t- church sermon because, you know, well, I wouldn't either. Not my thing. Uh, but but uh, if it, if Nikita was doing it in uh, in the Nikita voice, I would go and hallelujah the shit out of that. <laughs> Take my collection plate money. <laughs> so I had to. I, I had to go to church for like two years because my parents were determined that I needed to be confirmed into I'm sorry the church. That happened. Oh, I'm sorry it happened too. I was told <laughs> I was going to hell a lot. Um, because I'm a wrestling fan and because I like heavy metal and kiss or Satanists and all this other shit. Yeah. So uh, the date of my confirmation, I wore a WWF tie just to be like a little shit and annoy the minister. I also uh, said to her the one day um, Her? <laughs> yeah I got so tired of her telling me I was going to hell About all the things about me I said well what about your son who's in jail for uh, For robbery is he going to hell <laughs> She oh, didn't no, know whether to scratch to her ass Or wind her watch He's going to be forgiven Because he just has to say I'm sorry and that's why I've never been to church again, except for my wedding. <laughs> yeah, we just lost the religious viewers. <laughs> we had religious viewers. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, yeah, we sure did. It was a uh, 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 Listen- listeners, maybe uh, not viewers. <laughs> that too, listeners. I don't. Is there an overly religious sect of the of the the core group of people that listen to this? Probably not. The dozens well, we, on dozens. We've already, we've already determined thirty percent of the listenership. Dozens. I thought we were. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. I know. I know. Kenny Color listened to this, so. Oh, then definitely no. Definitely not. Then. Which both of you? I love both of you because <laughs> you both reacted to my comment on his post. Which one? <laughs> he said, I'm tired and I'm worn out. And I said, oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> do you work with, do you work with freaking children? 
That was a good one. Yeah, but I, I mean, come on, Kohler's actually a Raven look alike. We can't be. <laughs> I always tell him that, anyways. I was a big I, Raven mark. I'm not gonna lie about that. I did I tell you guys about when I met Raven and I had a picture, my picture taken with him. I uh, no. He, I'm such a fucking dumbass. He's like, let's do the finger. Well, I'm just like, I point at him like this. He's doing this in the photo. I'm just like, yeah, that's Raven. <laughs> And it's like after I'm looking at the Polaroid afterwards, and it's and it's like a hazy Polaroid because you're near a hockey arena. The, the the Polaroids never turned out perfect for some reason. They always looked off or something for some reason. But I'm I'm looking after it's like, ah, oh, you fucking dumbass. Okay, uh, so I met Rob Feinstein at a, a Fall Out Boy concert. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> This is my wife and I and our friend, our my other friend, Sean. I have two friends named Sean spelled the same name. Um, we went to see Fall Out Boy uh, in Temple at their arena that AEW is going to be running next week. And I caught myself. I saw he was sitting like beside me because oh, we were in general mission. And I said, you're Rob Feinstein. <laughs> like I caught myself saying it. And I, I said, hey, I, you know, I got a lot of wrestling tapes off of you back in the day. Um, so you got plenty of my money. Just kind of like after I realized who I was talking to, I kind of tried to end it as quick as possible. And he goes, hey, would you like to get a picture? And I'm like, no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to ask you, was it, I was going to say, this must be post the... Uh... Knockoff Dateline uh, news. This would have been. This was ten years later, ironically. Yes. <laughs> and amazingly, but, he had a manservant. He was calling cocksucker with him. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just glad you were over eighteen. Well, he did. He did say pretend you're eighteen, and I'm like, well, I'm over it. But. Oh, <laughs> uh, fucking, Rob Feinstein. And yeah, so that's my Dreamer, weird funny. And fucking Dreamer still did business with him after that. He was also one of the first people I know selling bootleg belts. Fine I mean, fine. I have a bootleg belt. I can't judge, but he was one of the first people I know selling them in the States. I saw something recently where Amazon was going to be working with WWE to crack down on bootleg belts. Which yeah. is screwing up my Christmas list, let me tell you. I'm like... I'm like, hold on. I'm like, that's going to screw me over because the ones that I'm like, if I ever want one that has a WWF block letters, I got to go through the knockoff on Amazon because I can't buy one from WWE. Well, I'm telling you right now. Have a vintage WW championship. There is an NWA Dome Globe on Amazon for a hundred bucks with free shipping. I'm just letting you know now. I'm not, I'm not really, I don't really want the 10 pounds of brass. <laughs> it's more like five. But... Yeah, but what sounds better? <laughs> 10 pounds of brass. When, when, when Zaha got his, I called it, I'm like, the 10 pounds of brass. 
We got to get Chrissy on here. We do. To go along with this TV dinner title of it. I keep getting messages from my fantasy baseball chat, and I'm actually thinking it's it's Mike sending more goodies. No, I stopped, but I couldn't make out who the one was you sent. Velvet Sky. Okay, I thought maybe, but I couldn't I couldn't see the face clear enough. Yeah, it's the uh, worst announcer in wrestling today. And that's saying something because AEW has sock face. She's better than Austin Idol. I think we got to give credit where No, today. no, she's not. I can't stand Austin Idol on the NWA shows. He's okay if she's not there. She is never okay. <laughs> it's like when he showed up and he would do commentary before, before she became a regular announcer on there, it would be great because he'd just come out there when one of his guys is there, you know. He's doing the cornet thing. He's the manager and he's talking on commentary. It was great. Then she's arguing her thing and whatever and... Uh, if when she first was there, I was like, okay, I don't know if I like her as an announcer or not. And then when we did the, they did the uh, NWA 73 last year, or was it 72? I don't know, whichever one where uh, Murdoch won the belt from Aldis. But, uh, oh, she just fucking annoyed me during that whole pay-per-view. And I was like, talking... Trying to do play-by-play, which is not her job. That was Joe Galley's job. I will say she seems like a nicer person than Angelina Love is. Oh, I I, I will give you that. <laughs> I'm just saying her announcing is the shits. Because Angelina Love is a cunt. She looks like a cunt. She, she is. So, a few years back... Uh, my buddy Sean and I went to an MCW Maryland Championship Wrestling Legends Fest to meet Corny. Nice. And the first 50 people got a free photo op and autograph from either Terry Runnels or Angelina Love. And I'm such a Dustin Rhodes mark, I wasn't going to give Terry the time of day. Dumbass. <laughs> and I went with Angelina, and I regret all five minutes of being around her. Because I, I swear she knew I didn't pay for her autograph, and that's a, that's a reason she was like extra cunty. Meanwhile, Terry grabbed my buddy Sean's butt as he was trying to get a picture taken with Corny. So I, he got the better end of the deal. He got goosed by Terry, and I got treated like shit by Angelina Love. Mm. See, now hold on. That's a great story. But I just got, I got thinking back to the dark side of the ring episode where she's talking about her being harassed. And then she going around and doing that sort of thing where she's goosing fans who, granted, they probably enjoyed it. But that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying, like, eh, it's a little bit of that. <clears throat> okay, so I, I had prime viewing to the whole incident because I was the one taking the picture for him of him with Corny. And Corny, right. like... We had a we we talked to Corny a few times that day because he didn't have like the biggest line and he was super engaging every time we walked by. He yelled something to one of us. Um and Sean is walking in between the massive fans that is Terry's line to go meet Corny. And Terry just quick grabs his butt as he's turning around and Corny caught it. 
And he goes, God damn it, Terry, I can't give that to my customers. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you're stealing my business. (laughs) I think he gave Albert tuberculosis with that story. (laughs) (laughs) It was murderer's row of who's who in wrestling. I also had his popcorn that I was trying to eat at the same time, so. Oh, okay, be careful. But I'm also out was, of my beverage. <laughs> it was J.R., Corny, Terry, and then Angelina Love. Huh. Well, one of these one things, of things is not like, like the others. <laughs> exactly. Jinx. Triple jinx. Uh, you know, my brother and I like to do our Taz impression of Taz talking about when he was calling uh, Angelina. The, Brangerina! <laughs> <laughs> When Taz doesn't give a shit, he's the funniest commentator in wrestling. Oh, the other night on AEW, he's talking to Shivani. He popped me so much. He's like, uh, what the hell was it that he said? He's like, uh, uh. <laughs> he said something to Shivani. And then he's like, he started laughing his ass off. He couldn't even finish it. Uh, what the hell was it? It'll come back to me later when we're not doing the show anymore. Oh, it was the glory hole comment. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it was the scissor me daddy ass is what it was. He's like, you've had that said to you lots of times, haven't you? Too? That's haven't you too? He's like, what's that? He's like, scissor me daddy. <laughs> he cracks himself up. He starts laughing at at the end. He's like, scissor me daddy. Oh, oh so great. <laughs> That's what it was. You were close, and you got me back on track. Because <laughs> <clears throat> um, those Sunday Night Heats, when they first moved to MTV, and it was Cole and Taz doing the shows. Uh, MTV like they knew Taz victims. They knew no one was watching, so they just said whatever came to their mind. And it was some of the funniest stuff. And if you guys don't mind, I got a message from the wife to run up some Tums for her. So talk amongst yourselves. I'll be back. Amongst yourselves? Uh, well, I think it's time for a guest star. Eh? It's the stew show. Eh? How's it going there? Eh, 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 Stu. I got to ask you a super important question, Stu. Okay, Billy's going to ask me a question there. Go ahead, Billy, ask away. So, it's kind of legendary, but what is your preferred brand of cat litter? Because your adventures in cat litter are so legendary across wrestling history that I've just kind of... I don't really know what the brand is. I don't take care of that. Helen's supposed to go pick that shit up for me. Uh, I just pick up the actual cat shit, you know, with the turner, and then I flip it, you know. But, uh... Teddy's got that turner now. I, I left that to him. Teddy's got it here. Uh, Teddy's got a lot of things. Uh, uh, oh. That boy is not right. <laughs> so next question is, do you really love Bruce or not? Uh, Bruce is, uh, you know, he's not, uh, he's below, you know, he, I don't even have him in the same area as Hart Hart on my list of sons, you know. It's Brett, Owen, no, it's, I'm sorry, it's Owen. Number one, always number one. Then it's Brit, and then it's Hart Hart, then it's Keith Hart, then it's uh, uh, Smith Hart, and then it's uh, Leroy Hart, 
Nah. Ross is underrated. Ross should have been number Ross two. Ross hurts, and then, uh, then we got uh, somewhere down there is Bruce. And uh, hey, I got some of the girls ahead of Bruce. Didn't Ross do the 605? I don't know. It's been so long since there's been a 605. I couldn't tell you anything about it anymore. I don't. Hey, we're already doing better than them, so. Because <laughs> we've had more episodes this year already? That's right. You know, he did that, like, just that standalone interview that he called the mothership. And that was great. And it's like, do more of this. Just let up. Just release something small like this. It doesn't got to be a four-hour extravaganza. Just give us some content. See, so what I liked about the 605 was the, the historical stuff. Yes. Like when they played that radio interview with Michael Hayes from the 80s. Yes. That was cool. Yes, it was. Whenever they brought about different stuff. I, I One of my favorite segments, and I wish they'd do this on Cornette's show instead of some of these stupid fucking reviews that we get inundated with. <clears throat> Is the uh, in the news segment where Cornette's reading the news of different wrestling stuff and whatnot from these newspaper articles and whatnot? Yeah, those were good. I miss, I miss Sue the Shooter. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he knows that Brian Last only has one female voice, so whenever he does like. Whenever he would do like uh, uh, a voice, of like it's always Sue the Shooter. So it's like when he does a voice of like uh, a female fan or something who's angry with Corny, it's always a Sue the Shooter voice. I can't see Tiger Jeet sing and not hear Sue the Shooter say it in my head. <laughs> Tiger Jeet sing! We Willie. Wee Willie Wilkins, who is very well hung. Like, there was so much good stuff in those early episodes. Remember the time they had to put that cross out that was burned when George Shire was talking the other day? <laughs> what? Yeah, was about what the hell? There was all this smoke coming from the studio. It was really weird. And I guess it was a cross that was burning in the studio. George is nuts. <laughs> I'm so lost right now. <laughs> what? Sorry. I guess George is no George is no longer doing the AWA Unleashed podcast either. Well, wow. yes, him and uh, Mick Karch had a falling out of some kind. Oh, is that yeah, what it I is? Can, I can imagine where the problem lies there. Right. Um. A huffy salesman added me to that group. But I have a feeling where the problem was. And it wasn't Mick. I just know, like, uh... We're going to let the Rack and Randy's listeners... I I haven't even listened to the podcast in so long, because it's like, I listened to the first few episodes, and it's like, I just didn't have time for it. Especially when Cornette has two episodes that come out and take me all week to listen to. Yeah, they're not like five hours long too. But see, that's why I pick and choose the segments on YouTube. Yeah, 
But because of you and Brando, I had to listen to the full show to get to the Howard Finkel porn collection story. <laughs> <laughs> I popped so much for that. <laughs> well, tonight, Vince, I'm going to watch New Age Hookers. <laughs> <laughs> I have all the Debbie Does Dallas's one through ten. Isn't it true that no one knows who the original Debbie is? No, they know who she is, but she kind of disappeared. Bambi Woods. She just kind of—I think she's got like some kind of career, which, or, or she lives with a die. I mean, at this point, who knows? Because it's been millions of years later, but. I was reading about it a long time ago when she kind of fell off the face of the earth and somebody found her, but she wouldn't do an interview because you know, a lot of people don't want to be associated with that. But she's, yeah, they knew who she was, but I don't know the whole, and again, I'm kind of trying to remember and paraphrasing, but she was, she was hiding out for a while. And um, I'm actually in this group with, and I don't, I don't know if anybody else is, but with Barry and I, well, the booker actually invited me to it because it's, <laughs> but it's the it was after that guy they had on the Patreon episode there. He's pretty cool, but the guy oh. porn historian. So it's called Whatever Happened to Your Favorite Adult Film Actress. And uh, it's kind of fascinating because it's Linda McDowell, who used to be in movies in the eighties and stuff, she kinda runs it and she'll give you like these periodic updates of who's going on with those like you know, everyone remembers Misty Blaze and blah blah blah. And she's this and she married a teacher and they live in like, you know, blah 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 and, and it's it's really interesting, like you know, but this is this group they dragged me into, and it's um, you know, it's a lot of fun though. But I'll I'll send you guys out invites if you want to join because it's kind of fun. Pass. <laughs> all right, all right, Albert, but it's holier than thou. <laughs> I always oh, think no. Story oh, no, 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 no. I just don't need to hear the. I just don't need the history lesson. It's kind of fascinating, but you know, the Fink wouldn't like you, and that's okay. You know, it's fine. Ladies and gentlemen. Most rule consideration is brought to you by. No, 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 no. That 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 was uh that was a uh, that was a Lord Alfred. He was like emotional consideration paid for by the following. Yeah, I know. Now, would we say that that Sunshine is the Bambi Woods of pro wrestling then? Because Sunshine fell off the face of the earth. No one knows where she is. And she was. I'm sorry. She's not typically in my wheelhouse, but she was low key hot. Yep. God damn. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I got to see the face that time. There's a face? No, yours. I got to see the reaction. Oh, 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 oh. Is it a Caitlin? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh. Calm down, Mach. She's not Steph. <laughs> it wasn't Mach. It was a. Uh, uh, that was Mr. Magoo. Uh, it was, uh, Mr. <laughs> it was me. That's, it was that's, uh, that's what the stew has sounded to me like the whole time. That really, is, that time right there. Is he in a stew? Is he Magoo? Or is it Mr. McStew? I don't know. 
He'd be Jason's getting mad. Gonna, I think Jason's gonna mad. fall off of his Go chair. Go down here. Go down here. I don't, I, I, don't like your, I don't like your attitude Fight here, Mary Witter. Mary Witter, I'm going to get you, my boy in here to talk to you. Um, get in here. My favorite son, get in here. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. I'm going to kick the crap out of you and kick your leg out from your leg. Woo! Yes, I did it. I'm a winner. You're nothing. I did it all by myself. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, very good, very good there. Yeah. He's much better than Heart Heart. <laughs> I got nothing. I have nothing. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to break you, Jason. I, I popped you so and much Albert the other day. And Brando's, uh, Brando's, Brando had the comment about, I think she may be a Heart Heart fan or something. And I was like, He's like, only some of you will know what that get that and laugh at it. I was obviously we were that would be us. I just laughed, I just started laughing my ass off at that though. I was like, I love how many of our our jokes make it into other groups now. <laughs> and, and, and nobody else has a clue what the fuck we're talking about. Oh man! <laughs> See, that's the thing. You develop your own inside jokes and share them where other people don't get them, instead of stepping on ones like some people do that we know, right, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you trying to insinuate something there? Well, we're just not going to name any names. We don't want any hard feelings or anything. No, I gotta quit shooting <laughs> too much. I love everybody. We all do. Well, we don't. We don't all. But no, I know. That's what I was tell me that. <laughs> and I was, I, I was, yeah. Albert, check in the chat. Uh, you have a copy, another link for the Gary Hart book, since he is your father. I can Based it. on your look tonight. <laughs> He's got a razor blade in his cheek. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Want some corn? Want some corn? I don't know. Want some corn? Well, hold on, hold on. Want some corn, brother? <laughs> So I, You're gonna I have mean, to workshop that one for a while. I don't know <laughs> who, who the fuck wasn't that a corny story where he's like, "Want some corn, brother?" I don't know. I don't give a shit. Uh, corny has a good Gary Hart story where I guess he was sitting next to Gary Hart on a plane. One of the few times Corny had to take a plane, oh. and he goes, "I feel safe sitting next to you because you survived a plane crash." What are the <laughs> chances Gary's you like, get in a plane crash twice? And he didn't know that Gary had already been into two plane crashes, right? <laughs> So what are the chances Gary's going to be in a third prank class? <laughs> See, that's that's the shit I miss from Corny's show is is the like I love his stories, and he's such a wrestling historian that he can even tell you about stuff that normally wouldn't interest you, and it would be completely fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> you got to hear on the newest. He do, they do they do a review of a Marina Shafir. <laughs> promo from last week that was on like uh i don't know one of the one of the b shows 
might be even the YouTube show, but it did. And, and Brian Lamb asked, asked him, asked him, he was like, well, you had to work with Roddy. What, what, did you have to work a lot with Roddy a lot on promos? And Corny goes, yes, yes. And you can tell that it, working with him on promos was just a fucking a chore. Roddy was a said, really good wrestler, but Roddy could not talk for anything for no, a long time. No. And it's like he finally learned in NXT, it seems like. But before that, it's like, yeah, and that was part of the reason why I didn't dig Roddy for a long time. Ring exactly. of Honor, I was like, I was like, this guy can't fucking talk. And I was like, and even well, when mean, he had, go ahead. I was gonna say, even when he had truth with him, and I knew truth from the Michigan indie scene before he broke his neck. So I was like, I seen him, and I was like, so it kind of popped a little bit because he had truth with him there, with the book of truth, and. uh uh, but but I was like I just, I just couldn't get into Roddy for a long time, and it didn't help that his entire almost his entire Ring of Honor run, there were guys in Ring of Honor who were far better talkers than him. Yeah, I mean he was the Bob Backlund of Ring of Honor <laughs> group that they were in. They were like all there. For t- it was him. It was fucking BJ, and it was uh, Zombie Princess there. The Decade. The Decade. I was going to say The Decade, and I was like, no, they couldn't have had that dumb of a name for it. But it was. BJ Wittenheimer. Yeah, BJ Whitmer. And that was my first exposure to Hangnail Page, before he was a hangnail, when when he was just their young boy. Which I thought was the dumbest gimmick ever. Oh, he's our young boy. Whenever and it's like there was him and some other guy, and the other guy was like they kicked him out of this curb. But it's like it's like they were trying to elevate Paige. I don't know how. And I was like, ah. I, I have, never got into him much. I have no doubt that Hangman Page, had he had gone to WWE, would have all the tools to be a big star. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I thought well, he was like now? a star in his team with Omega. I really did. I thought, just looking at him, his athleticism—the dude can work. Not the greatest promo, but he has a good look. He's someone who could have crossover appeal that could bring women into the shows, the same reason, same way that Roman brings women into shows. And instead, he listens to the box yeah maddie says sell (laughs) (laughs) that was good that was good the best part is both of us have gotten albert to mute his microphone a few times tonight (laughs) because he's laughing well i still got this little bit of a hack and I'm afraid that if I start laughing too much, I'm going to start coughing. So I thought you were going to say you were going to start sound like the Sandman because you said hack. Are you still the um, president of the Sylvester Turkey fan club, Albert? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's such a deep cut. I love it. 
Sylvester Turkey. Remember that guy? Oh. That guy had a great look, but it, but he wasn't that good in the ring. No. He looked like the next Bruiser Brody, and he wrestled like shit. Nick Giant Gonzalez. But slow. <laughs> and and um, didn't they have when in the Kurt Angle biography on A and E, wasn't he like the opponent for Angle in the NCAA's? Yes, he was. That's right. Because I remember he's in the biography talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Corny is talking about it. He's like, and then he showed up in OVW years later and he wasn't anywhere near as good as he was here. Because <laughs> he had a brief run on WC or an ECW with uh, the Pope. The Pope. When he wasn't the Pope. What was he? Elijah Burke? Yeah. Elijah Burke. That's Elijah Burke, right. yeah, yeah. Which is his actual name, isn't it? I think so. Which was weird because he was using his actual name on WWE television at a time when they were changing everybody's names. Well, I remember, like, Vince goes through, like, phases. Because remember, you let Randy Orton, Dave Batista, blah de blah and, and it's like he lets, like, John Cena. There's, like, he goes through these phases where he'll let people keep their names. But then I think he panics because he can't trademark them. So then yeah. he goes and does that thing. But I don't Curtis remember. Axel. Michael McGillicuddy. Oh, uh, you don't even get me started oh. on that. Oh, Michael McGillicuddy. Now, I was so pissed off. They gave him the stupidest name ever. They gave him Michael McGillicuddy. But then it's like, okay, well, we still want to say he's Mr. Perfect's son. He's the son of Mr. Perfect. And he's like, oh, Mr. Mediocre, blah, blah, blah. And do these bad jokes in NXT. And it's like. What was the point? If you if you don't want him to use his actual real name of Joe Hennig, fine. Axel Hennig. Yeah. You get Larry the Axe. Yep. Touch to it. You keep the last name. He was doomed from the start. Of course he, he was. He was a good hand. He wasn't. His, he was never going to be a star. Yeah, he didn't have. He was a good hand. He could have been a good mid card guy. He, he could have been more than he was. He had the IC title run when Heyman managed him. And I didn't think he was terrible. He, he could oh. have been more. And and I'll tell you, I, I don't care how corny and dumb people may have thought it was. Him as Hogan and Sandow, Mizdow, whatever you, you want to say, as Mach. That was funny. Macho Mandow. I loved that. That cracked me up. Well, goddamn, pal. See, Rocky Maivia didn't work. Goddamn, so that's pal. why. No, no. That's why we don't well, work in two family names into one wrestler. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Arn Anderson talked about this on his podcast because he was talking about how they missed the boat with him big time with uh, Joe Hennig. He's like, if you didn't want to call him Hennig, why don't you just call him Joe Perfect? And that was better than what they had, at least. You know, yeah. it could have been, at least. You know, uh, it was still kind of dumb, but better than what they came up with. Michael McGillicuddy initially, and it was like, uh, I'd have popped though if he'd have been Beulah's shoot or work sister or brother. I mean, like Beulah was his work sister. Pop <laughs> <laughs> for that faction. Like, <clears throat> when she came out as this valet or whatever. Have Dreamer cut a promo about his about her lazy brother sleeping on their couch. <laughs> <laughs> he used all my row game, damn it. <laughs> Back when, when Dreamer and Chavo and Jimmy were on that 
that hair replacement system on TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they got they all got the uh, the plugs. It's like because Dreamer was wearing like the bandana for a while, and so was uh, so was uh, Chavo. Chavito. Chavito, hey! And uh, well, let me tell you, baby, my ass hairs on my head are great, baby. Oh, damn, poo poo. He's got such a slick Hollywood career going now, like doing training and stuff. And you Chavo, know, you yeah, yeah, you gotta give him credit. He's going the route of Mondo because Mondo did all that stuff in the 80s and 90s, yeah, right, yeah. Hey, Chavo still has money. the most annoying theme ever, so what? Ooh, Chavo, I rick roll my wooden buddy with that theme all the time. I can do that because that's what I used to do to my friend Billy. Who uh, we said looked like Chavo Guerrero. I go, oh, Chavo. And I go, bah, bah, bah. I'm doing the music and, and he gets so mad. He gets a little mad. Like, uh, uh, the, the, we were on a bowling team together and uh, we were at league this one time. And, uh, and I was like, I was messing with him. And he goes, I'm not Mexican. I'm Indian cunt. And I go to him, I look at him deadpan. I'm like, you're an Indian's cunt? No. Now, does Diggy know you're stealing his gimmick with bowling? No, no, I'm. I wasn't good. <laughs> um, I was not good. At, I wasn't, and I wasn't even there to drink. So it was like I wasn't drinking at the time. So I don't know what I was doing there. That's who you look like, Bettis Kerwin White. <laughs> 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 where's my where's my blonde locks of hair <sighs> you need the sweater vest too but you'd be all right. that's definitely one of the more questionable moments of the last 20 years it was amazingly rivers racist i don't know what it was so racist it was also brilliant and they totally that abandoned actually terrible and and, actually and who terrible. was his caddy Dolph ziggler that's right that's right. That's the thing with that guy, man. Like, I remember watching Spirit Squad, and he was the most entertaining one. Like, because he was like, Nicky! And he's a fucking lunatic. And him and my son's mom at the time would, like, pop every time because he was just amazingly... He had, like, five times the charisma of any of them. You know I mean? I know they went with Kenny Kenny Doan for a while, with Kenny Dykstra, and he was kind of... Because he was bigger, but, like, the charisma that... You know, uh, that was a good Nick thing. Nemeth has was just... You could he was see one it. of Mickey James' victims. Oh yeah, I mean, lucky. And, and Dolph Sonny, Ziggler. Remember? Do you remember when Sonny took the candid thing of him sleeping and said, and then posted it and said some smart comma? So, do you remember that? Or am I? I'm, I'm not. Crazy. I know he, he I fucked the comedian that. Amy Schumer. <clears throat> yeah. Yes, because not... she said on the Stern show that he was too athletic for her. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in the in the bedroom. I like what, chubby picks, but he looks what like you, Play-Doh. I, I missed that, but. <laughs> I remember when he won the, the he cashed in the money in the bank and he had the belt and she's like she said and this was still kind of funny when she was still actually somewhat funny. Uh she, she, <laughs> she, she, she texts she puts this tweet out there, maybe I should date him again. Because <laughs> he was champion. Yeah, he um He's he's done a lot of chicks, not CM Punk level, but he's uh 
He spread his seed around. God bless him. Good job. Well, supposedly, Nikki. Punk broke marriages. So, yeah, Punk is a legend. I mean, he's obviously you know a sociopath maniac. So, you know, but I, you gotta love him. Some people don't. Whatever. I feel like he and Batista were just trying to one up each other constantly. Uh, yeah, that too. Like it had to be. It had to be a contest. Yeah, they probably were like you know, or like like the the Dukes bet in trading places. They put a dollar on. Which relationship can you break up next? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Batista did walk in Molina's pit of danger, so. Yeah, and it was, like, pretty upfront about it with, when she was still with John Morrison or John, Johnny, whatever last name is at this time. Johnny Impact now, is that what No, he was still Johnny. Nitro. He was Nitro. It was Johnny at Cuckold time. at that point. Johnny Cuckold. <laughs> <laughs> right right now he's uh i believe he's johnny unemployed is he yeah i don't even it's hard to keep up i mean he's fine and he's you, you bet yeah he's all over the place and he just hasn't really caught a break okay dags who's up he just never gets to that other level johnny cuckle <laughs> <laughs> it seems like he's always getting fucked around you know what i mean <laughs> Thumbs are flipping right by him there, Johnny Cuckle. It's, it's Mickey James. It's Mickey James. Okay. I, I, I've always found her incredibly attractive. I've always found her incredibly yep. attractive, Mickey James. Yep. She's know. a lot better when there's some meat on her, though. I agree. Because yes. the Arby's... percent. The, 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 <laughs> uh, the that's true. Arby's, she's too skinny, though. There's those. some girls that they need to have a little bit more meat on their bones. Yeah, that's I'm right. Like, there was this girl that I went to school with. And I never, oh, I thought she was kind of, eh, you know, because she's, she's too skinny. I saw her a couple years ago. I didn't even fucking know who she was. She's like, she's just hiding me and whatnot. Like, and I was like, oh, I'm like, she's like, and we're talking for a minute. And I was like, I'm not saying her name or anything. She's like, you have no idea who I am, do you? I and that. I was like, no, I don't. She's like, and then she told me who she was. He's like, and then she says, I got fat. And I was like, and I was thinking she looked good. <laughs> I thought she looked good. I was just like, I was trying to figure out, I'm like, who the fuck is this broad? <laughs> you tell her, no, you got thick, baby. Let me, let me I take was like, home. I was like, I was like, I, 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 well, she caught me off guard when she said that too. I was just like, I was like, that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> Bet she was trying to get, she was trying to snag you, buddy. Should have been like, "Oh, you just got thick with two C's, girl. Let's go home and play tickle the rolls." You know what I'm saying? Let me show you my Kerman White. Kerman White. <laughs> Let me show you my Stu Hart in my litter box. <laughs> Don't call her the name, though, Stu. Don't call her the name. I won't put it in your teddy anus. Stu, I'm sorry that I masturbated to your granddaughter a couple times. <laughs> Both of them at the same time. I'm sorry. I didn't shouldn't tell you that, Stu. Hey, you shouldn't yeah. tell me about that. You know, because I might have to come find you there. Don't stretch I might have to come him. find you. And when I find you, I, I tell you, dear, why don't you come over here and, I'll, uh, and let me put this hold on you? I probably deserve it, but I'm not the only Is one. Is Dickie working, for the record, because he's seeing everything we're sending? He probably is. He doesn't care. 
<laughs> he's a maniac. He's probably like, yes. Can you send us a couple older ones? That's what he's thinking. <laughs> <laughs> the Milf Hunter. He is. Legend. Who can blame him? I mean, if no. you get a chance, go That's, ahead. The older I get, the more I'm like, boy, God. Went to my daughter's. Uh, she had her open house yesterday with all the, all, the, all the moms and all the teachers and stuff. And my wife won't listen to this, so whatever. I'm shooting brothers. But uh, it was like, Jesus. It was a plethora of <laughs> mills everywhere. And I almost took sneak pictures for you guys, but like that's creepy. Like, but at that stupid country concert I went to last week, that was bonkers. <clears throat> you know, I'm not the biggest country fan, but you got to admit, when you go to these con- concerts, it's like broads are us. That's right. I'm shooting sexist. I'm just kidding, ladies. I respect you. Probably the 1.5 lady listeners we're going to get. I respect you, ladies, for you. <laughs> I'm just going to go out on a limb and say our listenership is I think he's overestimating our female (laughs) listeners. Just shooting at the the potential audience. But holy smokes, man. They were everywhere. And it was like, "Hmm, should I take pictures from the boys? Nah, because there'll be some kind of... I know. Next time. I'm sorry. (laughs) I got to be honest. Compared to, like, the women in pop music, the country music women are almost always ten times hotter. No, it's so true. This I'll one give girl, you that. Yeah, their music's the one, fucking awful, but yeah, it makes up for it. The second, like was, I'll watch these on mute. Hell yeah! <laughs> I'm like oh yeah, giggity. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, giggity. Yeah, call me Stumair. Yeah. It, it was much more enjoyable. I'm gonna go wash out my brain with bleach. <laughs> <laughs> so. What were you saying, Smokey? Um, the second the there was two girls that opened up John Party. I don't know if you guys knew who he is because I had no idea who he was until I went to this show. He was mediocre, whatever. But the so it wasn't a party. No, no. He's well. He it was. It was actually really fun. I mean, but but he was okay. Like he wasn't like unlistenable. I don't hate country, but it's not my favorite. But the second girl, her name was Lainey Wilson, and she's going to be on Yellowstone and stuff. And she. I've never heard of any of them, but she was pretty fantastic. And her band was kind of funky, and her warm-up music was like the Meters and shit and James Brown. So she kind of got it. You know what I mean? She was cool, but she was super hot, too. Like, if you Google her, you know, she's always got the country gimmick going. But Two she, steps ahead of you. Yeah, <laughs> you're correct. She's a very pretty young lady, and she's, mm-hmm. uh, really, you know, so I was impressed with her, but, like, you know the the main guy not so much, but the the second warm up act was fantastic. Sort of like uh, WCW. Okay, so I'm gonna I got a uh, back to school night story. Um, since you mentioned back to school night, um, so we went with uh, to see Gianna's teachers and all that. And then Gianna was sitting in her chair, and me and Jamie are in the back of the room because we're those parents. <laughs> um, and the one couple showed up late, and the dad's like six four, crazy well dressed. The mom's like six one, crazy well dressed. And I kid you not, she had to have not seen Jamie because she stood right in front of Jamie as the teacher's talking. Gianna looked back to see us, and she couldn't see Jamie because that's how tall the mom is compared to Jamie. Was she attractive? Is the only right question because I like where you're going with this. Six foot one. Um, Based on her regular look for any sort of situation, 
she looks very high maintenance. Uh, plus, the problem with tall girls is they make your people look smaller. No, not bad. Um, but but she's she's at least a full foot taller than Jamie. So what? it was very funny that Gianna looked back and could not see her mom. Oh, <laughs> that's kind of shitty though on the girls. So you got to be self aware with that. Shit. <clears throat> I mean, you really do. But whatever, people don't. Honestly, if we all met in person and and you didn't notice Jamie, it would pop me the whole night, and it would drive her crazy. But it would pop the fuck out of me. So. Well, no. What gimmick I'm so be saying, what you, you're saying, saying is when me. we when we crash at your house for WrestleMania two hours away, we'll uh, <laughs> pretend that she's not there. Go ahead. I say I kid, obviously, because we wouldn't be staying two hours away from Philadelphia. I would hope not. <clears throat> I wouldn't even want to stay two hours away from Philly to go to WrestleMania. <laughs> I deliberately wouldn't look down ever. Just, <laughs> I, just, I make fun of her because her driver's license says she's five one, when in reality she's five foot. And she's like that damn inch means everything to me. You don't understand. She's talking about her height, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had to. Come on, low hanging fruit. Literal, literally, literally. That's sweet. But yeah, I totally wouldn't even look down. I'd be a smart ass. We're like, hey guys, you hear something? Just for a while. But she'd want to punch me. And then by that time, we're like, I'm sorry. I'm just not. Our other friends do it. So it wouldn't, okay. it would be, it wouldn't be out of, the, her brother does it to her sometimes. Oh. <clears throat> but. I don't want her to hate me. Just like dislike me for a couple minutes and then it's fine. She hates that I spend most nights talking to you guys and not interacting with the family. <laughs> Well, I've only showed you my penis twice, so what's she jealous about? There's not much to see. <laughs> oh, shit. I thought you weren't recording. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> your phone's going off again. I know. She says, it's your damn friends, isn't it? I go, probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. I get the same thing. And she's like, my wife's always like, well, you're talking <clears throat> about your girlfriends. What are your wrestling girlfriends? Shut up. Like, <laughs> Just blame it on Albert. She's done some... Yeah, exactly. That's what I usually do. He's got tuberculosis. Are you all right, Albert? Why don't you die on us? I mean, it might be a hell of a fight. He's a longer. I had this... Goddamn, Papa rating, pal. Goddamn, pal. (laughs) Who's he? Pronouns, pal. uh, Yeah, I'd say, what happened if we were going to keep this nice and... We'd be gone longer than last week already. Oh, I'm sorry. We skipped through topics because those two people weren't on the show tonight. I do want to do the Waste of Talent one next time because that was a good but one. I yeah. think it's a good one too, but Rodney's not on, and right. it didn't feel right to do it without him. And no, no. No. I got a question for clarification on that: Wasted Talent on the part of the talent, or on, or in general, or anything of that i think rodney was getting in the line of it was the talent themselves causing their not be as good Uh oh we lost albert he froze oh my god his lungs collapsed (laughs) what are you talking about you got me now we got your audio that's all that matters you got me we got you 
Got you, well, uh, that's good. I'm still here. That's good. Uh, I was going to say the, uh, the Velveteen Dream there, I, I never thought he was any good, but, uh, I mean, I never dug his gimmick. I didn't wherever the fuck his gimmick was. But, uh, uh, yeah, I didn't really get I didn't really get it. I never understood it. I had friends who thought, oh, this guy's awesome. I'm like, well, he's athletic, but his gimmick is fucking stupid, whatever the hell it is. But yeah, he he clearly, as as uh, as Corny would say in his Ernie Lad voice, he dumbed himself out of position. Well, I think he pedophiled himself out of position. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, that was part of the dumb in himself. Out his of position. gimmick was Prince. If you weren't a Prince fan, <laughs> take all the talent away from Prince and put him in a package. The kind of wrestles and likes little kids. His gimmick was Rob Feinstein and Prince. That's what his gimmick was. <laughs> the artist formerly known as Rob Feinstein. He would have got over in Memphis. You know what? Oh! <laughs> hey Well, they would have made him king. Yeah. <laughs> He's the longest serving monarch now. Did you see his little tweet there? I did see that. His little gimmick. <laughs> and amazingly, he, he has probably more should have served years. 20 years at some point, but whatever. Probably. <laughs> Puppies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, sorry, I didn't mean to kill things. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, well, I always thought Prince Ikea was the better fake prince in wrestling, so. I can't argue with that. His theme music was a hundred times better. That Jimmy Hart ripoff of Purple Rain. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, that's, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that is, Prince Iakea had a fake Prince gimmick. Yeah, he did. I, I thought we were still just talking about Prince Iakea. I was like, that's right. That's right. They did the artist. Charmel was Paisley. Prince Iakea or whatever. And that was that was some Vince Russo BS if there ever was any. It was still better than the Velveteen Dream. <laughs> well, that's never here nor there. That's neither here nor there. And he can also visit schools. <laughs> Well, well apparently that wasn't disqualifying because Rodney said Lawler came to his school. I don't yeah, think... but that was 1992. Lawler never got in trouble for anything except for... That was 1992. 1993 is when oh. he got accused of uh, shenanigans. Uh, and then, uh, he was gone. He was gone and wasn't there at the Survivor Series when I was there with my Bruins jacket. <laughs> You guys got to see Diggy's message. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Diggy's the star of the show, and he has no clue about it right now. <laughs> yeah, for the listeners... He just go. We're sending allegedly. There's pictures in the chat of women. I mean, there isn't. Because Who's we? You got a turn in your pocket? But he said, um, "Right, I'm totally whatever." We were worried about Kevin getting in trouble, and he says, "Y'all getting a guy horny at work?" Oh, sure. That's right. <laughs> You're worried about me getting in trouble. 
I don't need to get in trouble. I was like, I'm a good Christian boy. You know, me and all my parents, you know, me and Dave, man, we wouldn't stand for this. He we'll, does we'll, always we'll, tell stories we'll, about him we'll, and Dave. We're glad. <laughs> <laughs> Have I ever floated my, my Kevin Von Erich theory to you guys? Um, what I don't Gosh, what's your theory about me, man? <laughs> what if Kevin Von Erich killed all of his brothers, starting with Jackie? Jesus in the Christ! Puddle. Was, was he even back. alive when Jackie died? Yes, he was. Oh, he, he was, but he was like one. That, that doesn't matter. So you're saying he was oh, the yeah. good son, the real game? Yes. I mean, you're saying that because Colin Culkin hung out with me for like three weeks and lied about how I killed my brothers for that movie. Okay, speaking of Macaulay Culkin, and this is way off the topic of wrestling, is it just me or is Corey Feldman walking Stockholm Syndrome? Yeah, it's sad to see how crazy he is. I mean, he looks like Michael. Yeah, he looks terrible. And he has a whole gimmick, too, because he was doing, like, he had an album out, and I I don't remember what show I saw it on, but it's on some, like, Jimmy Kimmel or something like that. He did it. He performed a song, and he was like, he had the same gimmick as Michael Jackson, like doing the kind of dances and stuff. And it was something. Um, the music, music was not like Michael Jackson, and it, not, it was not like good, but it was weird. That pretty much sums up Corey Feldman, I think. Yeah, it's, it's good funny. but weird. Because <laughs> I kind of went on a little mini binge by accident because we watched Friday the Thirteenth for a couple. Because we're watching all the. Friday the 13th movies in a row, basically, all the way up to the the one with Rufus from Supernatural, where you like, breaking people's fingers. There, uh, what was it? The Jason Goes to Hell. Um, and the guy... Okay. Yeah, that was kind of fun. But it, was, it was so weird, because it just changed everything that you know about Jason and made it weird, but... Anyway, and then, what did I watch with him? Oh, my God. he's He was a kid again, and the one thing I watched... Oh, was it Goonies, maybe? Goonies was on all last weekend, so I can't yeah. believe it wasn't Goonies. It must have been Goonies, I think, because I've seen Goonies a lot. But because um, my daughter used to be terrified of John Matusik and you know Sloth and stuff, so we, we couldn't watch Goonies for a long time when she was a kid because she was terrified of Sloth. And, you know, she, so now she's Logan of, didn't like Sloth this past weekend, so I understand. Yeah, so she um, it took us a long time to be able to work it up to watch that. But she's also scared of Jason too with the hockey man. She's like, I'm just scared of what he looks like without the mask. So. I guess what I'm trying to say is my daughter discriminates against people with disabilities, and I hate her. Because <laughs> let's be honest, both oh guys decent. She's not a good person. I'm sorry. I'm going to disown her after this podcast. I'm kidding. I mean, clearly, I mean, it's, it's completely understandable considering work and all. Yes, exactly. I'd be in trouble. She um loves the Von Erich stuff. She said Carrie's her favorite because he's the smartest. <laughs> Gosh, man! Well, you know, Kerry oh, could have been president if he was just, if he was just, uh, you know, not on drugs. <laughs> and he, you know, yeah. He... And, and, and if they only voted in Texas. <laughs> God, this theory is completely believable. I hate saying it. <laughs> What's that? 
Oh, did that you mention off the rest of the Von Erich? Yeah, I've oh, I've yeah. always I don't think it happened, but it's oh, it's man. theoretically possible that Kevin Von this Erich one, man, one of his brothers. This one time, man, Dave Dave says to me, he says he says, oh, I got I got this guts this thing in my guts is just. And I told him I told him. You go to you go to Japan and you die there. You die there, damn it. You die. You die. 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 <laughs> I mean, what if Kevin slowly been poisoning Dave all along? It. And it's just the the poison had built up enough in Dave's system that he dies when he's in Japan. Yeah, did he die of like toxic shock or something like that? Like some kind of staff thing. Mike got toxic shock from yeah. his um Mike. surgery. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> It's hard. They're also dead. And gosh, we I thought we, we thought that. God just gave us a miracle when 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 Mike came back. Gosh, it's a miracle when Mike is back. I, he had fucking I, brain dead when he came back. You see those videos of him? Ooh, <laughs> the cotton ball, and it was like I, I I don't I don't mean to make fun of him or anything, but he's like I was like you look <clears> at that video and they show the video of him where he's like I'm and he's talking about being at the cotton ball and it's like Jesus. And he's like okay, he was this, not right. Uh, this is really bad, and William may be the only one that gets this. But post surgery, Mike was like Robert Strong in Game of Thrones. Robert Strong, Game of Thrones. Who was Robert Strong? He was formerly the Mountain. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. the big zombie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so like. After you got brought back, ah, okay, just saying. Yeah. Okay, so so here's why I kind of buy into this theory. <laughs> I love, I love that I mentioned it, and Dags has just been thinking about it. I, I see the wheels turning this whole time. Because we all know Fritz was a shitty dad. Coming yeah. back to it. Yep. Do we like? There's okay. enough smoke to think gosh, that man. no, no, gosh, that Kevin no, would have did no, this no, so that he no. could have all of Fritz's love and, and attention. Oh, so he said, he said you'd do it too if you had the guts to. And I said, no, Dad, I don't have the guts. I don't. Uh, I mean, look at these that's eight pack abs. I don't have the guts. That's a, that's a messed up statement to say to your kid, for the record. Yeah. Yep. Now I Which did. Is I why did I buy into some, this theory. <laughs> I think he had some kind of dementia when he said that to him, but. Still, it's fucked up. Didn't Fritz off himself too? No, no I don't think so. He died of cancer or something. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He had cancer, but I think he—I want to say he had <laughs> some kind of dementia, also though. Like, which wouldn't be shocking. So, what do you guys think of, of the movie? Did you hear about all the casting decisions and stuff? The Von oh, Eric? the Von Erichs movie. Yeah, Zach Efron. So, Zach Efron's supposed to be, gosh, he's supposed to be Kevin. How's he going to do my voice? How's he going to do this voice? I don't know how he can do it. The whole thing should be he kills everybody, just goes to Israel. Fuck it, right? (laughs) Fuck it. He's banana latte. All his banana latte. No, he don't go. No, 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 no. It's It's like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Instead, it's the Von Erich story, but it's Kevin killing all of the brothers. It's actually a horror film, and we just don't know. <laughs> and then going going to the Middle East to preach the the word of Jesus. <clears throat> go, go, it's, uh, go, to, go to Israel. Are you there? Are you there? Are you there? Are you there? <laughs> <laughs> they cast David and. Uh, do you want to? Do you want? 
But I can't remember who Kerry is. Do you want to go to Thailand? I gotta Google it. Well, I'm, uh, I'm world's heavyweight champion. Retired. Kevin Bonner. Jeremy Allen White. Is that it? He played Lip on Shameless. That's who it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And he was in The Bear, which if you haven't seen. I heard that's great. Hulu, check it out. Yeah, Short season. Game. Phenomenal show. Oh, worth man. your time. I got to check it out. Well, we're, we're two hours in. I think we probably should wrap this up. Because. <clears throat> I was thinking that like a half hour ago, but I was because the be dozen listeners we have have probably tuned out. We, yeah, like, we, wouldn't have had the, we wouldn't have had Kevin Von Erich serial killer if we cut it off. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, you know, you could. I'm sure there's some stuff we could cut if you wanted to, if you're really worried about the time. To be fair, I'm really lazy. I'm just going to clean up the audio. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do for NASPOD. I just clean up the audio. It's like, fuck it. The length is what it is. We'll fix it in post. I mean, this is a very focused audience. Hey, hey, you're Tony Khan. You're Tony Khan. You don't want to cut out the crap on your YouTube show. (laughs) This shouldn't have made the air. We we stopped communicating with Dwarf Dong Sucker and... Nutella. So. Harris Dickinson is playing David. I don't know who's Harris Dickinson, except for his name is his last name is hilarious. Dickinson. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry, but who is that? I never heard of him. Dwarf, dwarf, dwarf dong sucker. What? What? I didn't know why you're bringing up Greenbaum again. <laughs> I don't know who this guy is. I don't. He doesn't look familiar. Eh, whatever. Hopefully, it'll be good. But yeah. I sometimes I go back to our old chat and read the messages before we we started the new one when I don't know who the random woman is in there but she just she's so fed up with him talking about everyone blowing each other that she goes all right blow jobs for everyone if you just shut up (laughs) I don't know who that was is like because uh, Dunn added, I don't know. He, he brought. He had a bunch of people. We still have. Did, Brett. did we ever? Did, did I ever tell you guys? I, I meant to ask you guys about this before. How did you get brought on at admins for Rocking Randy's? Well, let's just, end the show with this. He just <laughs> he just randomly added me one day. I'm like, and then all of a sudden I was in this group chat with all you guys, getting all these messages, getting inundated. I was like, what the fuck is this? Um. <laughs> You want to know the origin story? I can tell you the origin story real quick before we go. So, my buddy Rick, who, well, he's kind of he's a bipolar guy. God bless him. But he's got mental. Health. He um, started this group called Pro Wrestling Outlaws. He's like, hey, you want to be in? I was like, sure, whatever. So I did all you guys, you know, because like, my wrestling buddies will want to do it, but like um, Josh and Drew Samuels would shit post a lot, and I thought it was fantastic and hilarious. For some reason, Rick just wasn't into the shit posting, and it's like. Any posting is good posting, brother. You know what I mean? Like, you keep your group going. Who gives a shit? But he wasn't having it, and he kind of... First, he kicked out Drew, and I didn't think he kicked out Josh, and that's what led to some of the groups that we enjoy to this day, like Pro Wrestling In-Laws and Rock and Randy's. So, Josh... Yeah, I remember that part. He'd always be ranting about Rick. That's who that guy was. 
who I believe right. actually dropped off on Facebook. And I don't even know if that group, that Pro Wrestling Outlaws, I think it's called. And I don't think it's even, it still exists. But if it is, I'm an admin, but I haven't seen anybody posting it in like a million years. I but, don't know. I was never in that one, but. No, but I, anyway, I was in that one. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was too, probably. I probably invited but, but maybe you didn't join, but it was, it didn't, there was no activity in it anyway. It was kind of lame. So, and, and it wasn't that he added me to the group, and that, that was one thing. But was when he made me an admin, like a year or two in, I was like, what the fuck is he making me an admin for? <laughs> so I know in my experience, Don liked my posts in the mothership, yeah. and he was always putting over my posts in the mothership. Cause I think someone, maybe it was. Fuck off, Arado. I don't know, but someone did a post on like, who's your, who's your favorite like members of the mothership? Probably like looking for some love me daddy attention. And I know, I know, Dunn put me over huge. And not long after that, did he leave the group? And I was added to the Outlaws, and then he started Rockin' Randy's and made me an admin in Rockin' Randy's and added me to the chat. Yeah, that's about. I just... Um, I mean, with me, it was like, hey, you know, do you have any hard feelings? I was like, God, no. I was like, I like what you posted. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? I just, and he's like, you know, do you hate that I motherfucked the scouts? I was like, no, it's fantastic. I don't care. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean I, you know, you don't have to like him. It doesn't mean I don't care because, I mean, it's just whatever. He's that, you know, so. But, yeah, it was fun. But he's he's good people, so it was nice. But. Same thing. That's why I said at the beginning of this, you know, if it wasn't for Dunn, I'd spend more time paying attention to my family every night. <laughs> That's the losers and suckers. <laughs> uh, I spend enough time with those losers. They drag me down. <laughs> Wait for my daughter to make a cameo, but she's just playing, playing, she's playing, ignoring. I think. <clears throat> Well, kids, are we going to wrap this up, or what's the deal? As, yeah, as, I, as I used to as I was saying earlier to the guy with the way too long wrap-up show on the radio, wrap this shit bucks? up. <laughs> <laughs> wrap um, it up. Wrap it up. Anyone got something clever to say like Rodney did last week? Because I think that's how we should just end the show every week. Well, what did Rodney say last week? I forgot. Uh what do you say? He said, uh, "Teddy has the kitties and Jenny has the titties," and you started applauding. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, uh, I, I got a message for Brando before we take off. Yeah, yeah. I'll get his favorite wrestler in here. Brando's favorite wrestler here. This is the Brett the Hitman Hart at the Rock and Randy's Podcast Network, and he wants to thank you, Brando, for being. The biggest fan of Brett the Hitman Hart, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. I think Brando doubts El Dandy, and after seeing that sleaze list, I don't think anyone should doubt El Dandy because he done stuffed a lot of chicks. He's like, see him. More importantly, more importantly, we need to get the Zaha on this show because who are you to doubt El Chrissy? <laughs> well, two weeks from now, let's try to get someone on with us whether it be chrissy or mark or whomever yeah it's a fan frankie's up to we got to get frankie on too yeah all right well let's call it a night signing off
See you guys. That's the way it is.